You're listening to the Harvest Time Podcast. We hope this message helps you know God in a real and powerful way. If you are in the Fort Smith area, we would love to see you in one of our services on Saturdays at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Enjoy the message. God bless you for joining us. God bless you so much. We just want to let you know we love you and we miss you. And uh, the way that we're choosing or the way we have to do this right now, it is really driving me crazy, but there's a lot of things good that's happening in the process. And so I just wanted to welcome you and just so say thank you for, for being with us. Have you ever been so confused? Have you ever been so uh, wondering about what in the world is going on? Can, is there anybody that you know that has said lately, lately, now what? What else can go wrong? What else, what else could go wrong? You know, confusion and disappointment, it can lead us to, to inactivity. It can lead us really even into paralysis because confusion and disappointment, it, it, will, it will bring you to the point where you feel like you can't do anything because forward progress really has been put on hold. Do you know anybody that could be in that moment right now, that that forward progress that was happening is now not happening? Well, for several weeks, our, our nation, well, really our entire world, that's where we are. Everything has been put on hold. Inactivity, we're, we're, we're just kind of settled in. Everything that we know has been disrupted. Everything we know has been halted. It's all come to a grinding stop. It's all stopped. Everything, every rhythm, every activity, uh, everything that we do, it's all come to a stop. And so we can't gather as a family to celebrate a birth of a child. Uh, If you you have a wedding that you've been planning for, for months and months, and you've got everything all ready, and everything has been done and prepared, and we can't even gather together to celebrate a wedding. What's even more tragic right now is we can't even gather together for a funeral, to grieve together as family, as friends. We can't come together and do that in person. The entire world has been put on disruption, has been put on hold. My dad, he, he's 83 years old, and I was talking to him the other day, and, and, and he's never experienced anything like what's going on at right now. You know, in Scripture, I really feel like that Jesus was telling his disciples uh, in, in a moment that's a little bit like this, he was telling his disciples what to do. And I, I, think, I think we can pull some things out of Scripture to understand what we should be doing in this time. Because the disciples, their entire world had changed. Uh, everything that they knew, the rhythms and the, their ministry, their function, the way, they, the way they did everything, the methods of their ministry, all of that changed in just a moment because they were alone. They were bewildered. They were probably even depressed, maybe had some anxiety. I know that they were sad. But there's definitely one thing that they were, and that was lonely because Jesus was gone. In Acts chapter 1, I'm going to pull some stuff out of Scripture tonight because the, the disciples' world has been halted. It's been disrupted just like our world has been halted. It's been disrupted. It's stopped. Jesus prepared them for that moment. And I believe if we'll watch and look at what Jesus said to them in this moment, maybe Jesus was preparing us to get through this time as well. You know, in a few days, we're going to celebrate Good Friday. And, uh, and we're going to celebrate 
uh, Easter right after that. As a church, as the church world, we always celebrate his birth. We celebrate um, Good Friday. We come together. We celebrate the resurrection and Easter. We, we do this, but we don't talk about the ascension much. And tonight we're going to be looking at the ascension because there's a whole lot of stuff in the ascension that I believe that we can learn from this. The message Jesus gives at his ascension is this. It's paramount for days like this. The message that he gives the disciples right before he ascends into heaven, it's pertinent for what we're doing here today and for what we're going through as a world, as a nation right now. It's exactly what we need for this week. In fact, it deals with what now? It deals with the question of where, where, what's going on or where do we go from here? How do we move forward? So let me set the stage just for a moment and let you know what's going on. Jesus has died, he had been buried, and he had, been, and he had already been resurrected. Jesus reappeared and everything was going just fine. In fact, they were, they were freaking out. They were like, man, this is awesome. Jesus is back. Jesus is teaching again. He's instructing. And for 40 days, everything was awesome because Jesus was back. And so everything was well, every need was met. Uh, they, were, they were just having a big old time. The 401ks were doing great. Uh, unemployment was down. Everybody was back to work and it was just business as normal. And in, in, in fact, the, they were going back to talking about politics and everything just seemed just fine because remember they're under this Roman rule and I can tell you the disciples, they were consumed with that. But they were going back and talking about all of these things. They were enjoying Jesus' presence. Presence. But after, after the resurrection, remember, everything's going great, everything's fine, their meetings were fun, it's business as usual, but what they don't know is their world is about to be rocked. Their world is about to change again, and right before their eyes, they're going to be right back where they were just a few days prior. The world is going to stop the world as they knew will be halted. It's going to come to a grinding stop. It'll be interrupted. Everything they knew was about to be changed. You know, they're standing there. They're looking up into the clouds. And I believe they're looking into the clouds with some despair, maybe some depression. I know maybe some loneliness. And that brings me to a, to a moment where I just have to ask you right now, if you are in this moment where, where you're feeling lonely, where you're feeling anxiety, where you're feeling despair, let me tell you something. With Jesus, there's hope. And this message tonight, I hope it stirs your heart to, and encourages you and gives you hope. Because I know this. God is with you. So the disciples, they're looking into the clouds and they're asking these questions. What now? What is it that we're to do right now? When is this going to turn around? I didn't sign up for this. This isn't what I've been praying for. I certainly didn't think it was going to lead to this. See, they must rely upon the instructions of Jesus. And I think that's what we need to do here today as well. Rely upon Jesus. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to rely upon the Jesus' instructions uh, to, to his disciples. Let's look at what he said. He gives them this instructions. He says, he says, get back to Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem. He says, wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. You will be filled with the Spirit. You will be filled with power because in his presence and when we're filled with his spirit, now we become empowered. You'll be filled with the power and you will be my witnesses. Let's look at the text in Acts chapter one. Let's look, we'll start in verse four. Do not leave Jerusalem. This is Jesus speaking, but wait for the gift my father promised 
which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, now this is important, in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus says to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the utter ends of the earth. Verse nine, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Verse 10, they were looking up intently into the sky as he was going, and suddenly two men dressed in white, two angels, stood beside them, saying, men of Galilee. They said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been been taken from you into heaven will come back, and in the same way, you've seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem. This is so important. Watch this. They returned to Jerusalem, Uh, and then verse 13, when they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. They all joined together constantly in prayer. Now, now Acts was written by Luke, and I think it's important to us to go back. He's recounting just a little bit about what he's already written about in the Gospel of Luke. Let's look at what he says in Luke 24, the last chapter of Luke 24, verse 49, verse 51 and 53. He says, this is Jesus speaking, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. In verse 51, while he was blessing them, he he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. They returned with great joy and they stayed continually at the temple praising God. These angels says, why are you standing here looking up into the clouds? Why are you wasting time? Don't let disappointment, don't let confusion lead to some inactivity. These these angels are saying, you know, you can stand here looking up into the heaven or you can get to work. There's some things that you can do. You can stand here looking into the sky or you can actually do something. He says, don't stand here thinking about yesterday. Don't stand here thinking about the future. What you need to do while you're worried about the future, you can't, you can't think about what God's trying to do today. You're standing here thinking about yesterday. You're standing here thinking about the future. But here's what he's saying. You're worrying about the future, but when you worry about the future, you can't see the urgency of what I'm trying to do in you right now. You see, we get so wrapped up into yesterday We get so wrapped up into the news. We get so wrapped up into what's going to happen tomorrow that we forget that we forget that God has something for us right this minute. He has something for you right now. He's trying to get you mobilized and prepared for what's coming. See, we get so wrapped up that, that, that sometimes we just we get inactive. And we become paralyzed, not knowing what it is that we should do. We miss, we miss what God wants to do in us right now because we're wrapped up in other things. I can tell you, this is what Jesus was telling his disciples to do. And I believe this is what he's telling us to do right now as a church, the global church, the big C church. This is what we need to be doing right now, rather than just watching the news all day long and getting depressed and getting, becoming confused and all of these things. This is what we should be doing. Number one, 
Jesus is telling them you need to go and pray. They knew what to do. They knew to go to Jerusalem because Jesus told them. They knew to go to the temple because Jesus told them. They said, get in my presence and go pray. And the Bible says that they stayed continually at the temple praising God with great joy. So what is it that we're supposed to be doing right now? Number one, we need to pray. Number two, we need to get in God's presence. Spend time with him. Spend time in the word. Spend time worshiping. Make you a a, a playlist and worship God. Uh, he, He inhabits the praises of his people. He sits right in the middle of people that's lifting his name up and glorifying him and magnifying him. What we need to be doing is spending time in prayer and spending time in worship in his presence. Because see, the presence of God is no longer, they had to go to the temple. It's no longer just at the temple in Jerusalem. You realize this is where these guys had to go to get near the presence of God. But something happened when that bell was torn in two. I'm telling you, when, when, when the Holy Spirit was dispatched to this earth, when the, the Bible tells us to, to go to Jerusalem in a few days, you're going to be filled with the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. No longer do we have to go to the temple to experience his presence. No longer do we have to go to the temple just to experience his power and to talk to God and to praise God and to pray. Let me tell you something. If you're lonely, I'm here to declare to you today that he is with you. If you're, if you're feeling confused and doubting right now, I'm telling you, he is with you and he's for you and he's right there with you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the temple now. He lives and dwells in you. Live with the thought that God is with you. Experience God every day. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit that he's with you. He, that acknowledge him that he's continually in the temple, in your temple. He dwells in you. So rise up today, church, above your confusion. Rise up above the doubt. Rise up about, above the fear. Rise up above the news. Let me tell you something. What should we be doing right now? We need to pray and we need to get in God's presence. Because when, when, we, when you don't know what to do, do what you know to do, and that's pray. When we don't know what to do, when we, when we feel confused and we have anxiety and we're scared, we're perplexed, we know what to do. Go back to doing what you know works. Go back to doing what's worked for you over and over. He's never left you. He promises that he will always be with you. He's taken care of you yesterday, and he's not going to leave you begging for bread tomorrow because prayer always makes everything better. Prayer opens every door. Prayer puts families back together. Prayer does everything for us. It gives us clarity to the confused. It gives us direction to the lost. So today, put it in God's hands. All the doubt, all the fear, all the anxiety, put it in his hands. The Lord always makes a way. You know, our grandparents' era, they knew how to pray. Um, My mom and my dad, my mom was a prayer warrior. She knew how to pray. My dad, he knows how to pray. I'm telling you, there's, there's some people in our church, Joe and Bernice Carter, they know how to pray. We need to learn how to pray. Now is not the time to stop. We can't take our foot off the accelerator now. Now's the time to dig into God's word. We have a promise 
that will be fulfilled. Let's look at this promise right now because a greater day is coming. Acts chapter 1 verse 11 says this, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus that's been taken from you into heaven, he will come back. The future may be unknown, but he's returning. Tomorrow we may not know what's going to happen, but he's coming back. We have a promise that he's going to be with you. Are you relying on God or are you relying on the government? I don't know. There's a lot of people today. You're confused. You're in fear. You're in doubt. But the disciples, their whole time, their whole journey, they had been living on sight. But now they had to live by faith. When your faith is strong, you can pray for, through difficult seasons. When your faith is strong, you can do just about anything because you know God's with you. So what should we do? What now? Pray, for, pray constantly. Pray constantly. Get in God's presence. Number three, be filled with the Spirit. Look at this, Acts 1-4. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 4, 7-8 says this. But we have this treasure in jars of clay, to know that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. The power that's in us that comes when we're filled with the Spirit of God. Let me tell you this. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, that power that's in these jars of clay walking around. Yes, we're imperfect. No, no. We, we, yes, sometimes we make mistakes. And I know that, that, that God's made us and he's, he's formed us, but we're not perfect. But when his power living and dwelling in us, now we have power that is from God. That power is not of us, it's from him. Verse eight, we're hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but not destroyed. What now? What are we supposed to do now, church? Pray constantly, get in God's spirit, Number three, be filled, get in his presence, be filled with the spirit. And number four, get to work. There's much to do, church. Acts 1.8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Let me tell you what I think is happening right now. This is what I truly believe, church. In prayer, it's confirmed in my spirit. I believe what's happening right now in our nation and in this world. This is a forced sabbatical. That's exactly what this is. This is the time where God is, is telling us we need to learn to rest and trust in Him. This is the time that we are to get in the Word and get in His presence and be filled with the Spirit. Because when this is over, we better be ready. There's going to be some people. There are already people right now that they, they, they are ready for hope. They're ready for encouragement. They're open to hear about the gospel. We got to come out of this thing swinging, church. We can't be hunkered down. We can't be wasting our time and, and let fear and doubt creep in and keep us from, from having any activity. It's time to get to church and get to church and get in your homes every day. Get in His, get in his presence. Get in the Word. Be filled with the Spirit because I'm telling you, we got to come out of this thing swinging. we got to come out of this thing ready to go. There's people ready to listen. I was talking to a friend of mine, Freddie, last night. He's our interpreter down in Iquitos, Peru. And they're on house arrest as well. They can't go out. 
they had a massive flood yesterday. And I was talking to him on Messenger. I said, Freddie, what in the world's going on down there? And he was telling me, he says, but let me tell you something, Pastor. People are ready to hear the gospel. They're open right now like they've never been, like I've never seen. Freddie's telling me this in his home there. He can't go anywhere, but he's ready to get out to tell people about Jesus. Are you getting filled with the Spirit? Are you spending time in the Word? Are you praying constantly? Is He filling your life with His peace, with His hope, with His joy, with His power? Tonight, I want to ask, today, I want to, I want to ask you a next step. I want to talk to you about a next step. You say, Pastor Darren, I, I, I really, I've allowed confusion and I've allowed doubt to, to lead to some inactivity. I've just been sitting around watching the news and it's, it's almost paralyzed me. I, I, I don't, I can't figure out what's going on and I'm just sitting and watching and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm paralyzed. If that's you, I want to pray for you. Um, we're going to pray for you in just a minute. Also, if you have let confusion and doubt and it's led to depression or fear and anxiety, we have people standing by ready to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you before, before I leave, but I'm going to tell you something. We've got some others that are ready to pray for you. Just reach out to us. And we're going to tell you how to do that in just a moment. If you've, if you've let anxiety and fear and now you're not even sure about your own salvation, you say, I, 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 I've not done very well through this, Pastor. I, I don't know what I should do. I, I'm just not sure if I'm saved. Well, we've got people standing by. We want to pray with you because we want to make sure that of the assurance of your salvation, that you would know that you know that you're ready to meet Jesus. So I'm going to pray for you right now. Father God, for every one of these people, Lord, my friends, Lord, every person that's watching, I'm thanking you, God, that this was not by chance that they're watching. I know that I know, Father, that you have, you've led them to this, this time right now to where they've been inspired by your word, the message of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, for every person that's gripped with fear and anxiety, Lord, that's led to inactivity or maybe even paralysis. I pray, God, that they would be energized by your spirit, that they would pray constantly. Lord, that your Holy Spirit would, would fill them, Lord, that they would have a peace that passes all understanding. And Lord, I pray tonight, today, Father, that they would know that they know that you are their Savior. I'm thanking you for it, and I'm praising you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening today. You can learn more about our church at harvesttime.net or by following us on Instagram. To stay up to date with more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe. We'll see you next time.